0: That change should be tangible and you should be able to point to it and say, This is the event or this is the realization that allowed that character to make that change and to come to that understanding.
1: Welcome to Novel Beginnings. I am Dee.
0: And I'm Tim. And it is a brand new year, 2024.
1: I was going to say it's 2023.
0: <laughs> I remember being in school and like always messing up the year for like the entire month.
1: Yeah, I think I always mess it up until October, <laughs> and then I finally get it. So, Tim, it's been a long time since we've recorded. How have you been? How has your writing been? What's been going on?
0: It has been a long time. Last we talked, I had finished my first draft, and I have kind of let it marinate a little bit. So I haven't really like dug in and done a ton of writing. I've done some 10,000-foot story architecture and some character work and things like that, but I haven't really like dug back into the chapter paragraph, which is something that I'm hoping to do, dive back into in 2024.
1: Do you feel like letting it marinate was an active choice or you kind of just dropped the ball a little bit this month? I think it's
0: a little bit of both. The holidays are always, they're really busy time, especially when, you know, you have young kids and so that was kind of a a distraction but also I just wanted I felt like I needed to step away from it for a little bit I I didn't really know once I finished my first draft I didn't really know exactly how I wanted to to tackle draft two and what changes I needed to make and I knew there were things that I really liked about the first draft and things that I needed to change but I didn't quite grasp how to tackle those changes and so I think or my thought process was that I would take a little break and then come back to it with with fresh eyes, and I, I think it's worked as intended. But I don't know; I haven't really dove back in completely yet, but a lot of my sentences and my uh, paragraphs, and, and uh, it, it, when I reread them, it's like I'm reading them for the first time, and, and I can make like mm. active changes, or I can say, "Oh, that's really working. That made me laugh." and and that's a, always a fun moment.
1: That's great. New year, new eyes, new perspective. That's wonderful. I've wanted to do some reflection this last month. And I went back to our first episode. And I can't remember what month we recorded. Was it October?
0: Maybe September.
1: September. October. Actually, yeah, it was September. Yeah. And we had some lofty goals. We said in three months, if you follow us on this journey, you're going to hit your first draft. And you know what? Both of us did it. Like we did it. And I hope our listeners, if you were following along on this journey, you did it too. And it's something to be proud of. So I was doing a lot of reflection, reflection on our achievements, reflection on our misses. Cause I feel like I've kind of dropped the ball this last month. Also with the holidays, I think it's easy to like with other writer friends, like you said, like families, obligations, there's so much going on. But I think in this new year, it's good to reflect on what we've achieved so far. What was working for you in the past and how do we set intentions again to start off strong. So we started off strong in September. We had a little bit of a lull this last month, but this is a fresh start and you know, it's nice. We have a fresh start considering it's the new year, but truly every week should be a fresh start. Every day should be a fresh start, but let's, let's pick up the momentum again.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's important to take stock of your accomplishments in the previous year And like you said, figure out what was working for you, what wasn't working for you and use that to jumpstart your, your 2024.
1: Exactly. Like when were the moments that you were in flow? What, what were you doing in those moments? And for me, I did a lot of reflection on that. Like the moments that I have been in flow was when I was consistently writing the first thing in the morning. And when I wasn't getting too caught up in perfection, it's, It's that Voltaire quote, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good and just keep going. And I think Voltaire. (laughs) Yeah, Voltaire slash Obama (laughs) likes to quote that one.
0: Maybe Voltaire got it from Obama. Maybe. (laughs) I do have an Obama impression that I'm not going to whip out at the moment, but maybe in a future episode
1: you can't tease it out and not deliver so let's do it
0: <laughs> don't let perfect be enemy of the good
1: <laughs> i do a great sean connery by the way
0: <laughs> okay now you do the voltaire quote as sean connery please
1: okay i have to do like a line i say before just to get me to character okay half some more spicy potatoes wait no let me do it again oh god i'm nervous have some more spicy. I can't do it right now I can't embody it something's not yeah, we're,
0: we're in too deep now you got you can't turn back you gotta keep going
1: no you want know, lose it as soon as I start the quote <laughs> so distracted but yeah we were we were talking and we've had a lot of quotes you know where we've talked about that progress not perfection no zero days just like these habitual mottos or mantras just to keep you going so i think in my reflection i had to just go back to the times when i was really in flow
0: yeah i agree and i think you know to all our listeners out there you know if you followed us along in this process then there even if you weren't successful 100 of the time there was almost certainly a day or 10 minutes where you were just on fire and you were making yourself laugh. You were loving what you were writing. And so try and dig back into that time and identify what you were doing, what you were drinking, where you were writing, what you had for breakfast that morning, you know, something that could kind of tie you to that headspace and try and, um, use that as a, a method for your production in the new year.
1: Encouraging everyone to to reflect and get back to it and and let's move on let's move forward in this path
0: okay so speaking of moving forward we've had our 35 minutes a day which we have kind of after we both finished our our drafts we kind of got away from a little bit Mm -hmm. um do you want to commit to 35 minutes a day in 2024 do you want to up that do you want to change anything what are your goals for this year
1: I think I want to up the ante and here's my proposal. Tell me what you think. So 2023, we did 35 minutes a day and now I want to do 42 minutes a day. And, you know, that's taking 2024, taking 24, reversing it, 42. It feels right. That's what I'm going for.
0: 42 is also the answer to the life, the universe, and everything.
1: Tell me more.
0: (laughs) It's from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
1: Stars are aligning, and 42 is the lucky number of the year.
0: That's right. So everybody, 42 minutes a day for writing, 42 on your lottery tickets. Can you go that high? 42.
1: I think you can for the first five numbers. I think for... Like the lucky Powerball number, it's under 30, maybe? (laughs) You're talking to a person who's definitely (laughs) bought lottery tickets for fun. (laughs) So yeah, so do 35 minutes, do 42 minutes, you know, do whatever works for you, but do it.
0: You know, a lot lot of times people put pressure on themselves at the beginning of the year because they need to be, you know, this perfect person. They're going to wake up at, it's 11:59 in 2023 it's the last minute of the year and tomorrow they're going to wake up and be this changed person person that has all the changed person that was Sean Connery uh, s change
1: change
0: changed person <laughs> uh, not bad but you know like tomorrow i'm going to wake up and i'm going to be this perfect person that has all this willpower that I've never had previously in my life, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be motivated and I'm going to be perfect. That's not going to happen. But what you can do is just try every day. Uh, Start it off on the the right foot and set yourself on a path for success.
1: Yeah. Jeff Bezos, he says, I'm going to semi-skew this quote, but it's along the lines of, every day is a fresh start or every day is day one. So, yeah, it's it's interesting because you do have such lofty goals for the new year sometimes, but truly every day is day 1. And so if, you know, you didn't start off well yesterday, like jump back on the horse, start off well tomorrow. This is what I'm telling myself and I think along this journey, both Tim and I, like we've been in flow, we've been out of flow there's been ups there's been downs we've hit milestones we've you know hit lulls
0: yeah and one thing that we've learned is that like if you just keep making progress even if you have down days like both of us would have never ever finished a first draft unless we you know kept trying and had these checked in with each other and motivated each other and yeah and had these these things to be accountable to and so i, I think that that's just evidence that if you're good about doing the little things every day, then the big thing is is going to appear.
1: Yeah. The incremental progress for sure.
0: Okay. So we've talked about like goals for ourselves, but I think it's also a good time to talk about goals and checkpoints for our characters and for our story. Hmm. What do you think?
1: I love that. Tell me more.
0: We all have our personal resolutions for the new year, but I would I would like you to ask yourself, what would your main character's New Year's resolution be?
1: I love that. Okay. I love and it that. doesn't
0: have to be main character. It could be all of your characters. I think it's, it's a, a good way to, you know, gain some insight or maybe discover something that you didn't know was there or just give a little depth to your characters.
1: That is a great, great.
0: Was that a Tony the Tiger impression?
1: <laughs> it was a Tony the Tiger impression. Talking about character resolutions, I want to dive a little bit more into that.
0: I think it's an interesting exercise because there is multiple levels to it. So if you if you say, you know, if you if you ask yourself, what is my main character's, what would their New Year's resolution be? I think that would help you discover some things about your character. But I also want to point out that I don't think your character would be asking for the thing that they need. Or I don't think their resolution would be the thing that they need. I think it would be the thing that they want whereas the thing that they need it is something that they're going to discover throughout the events of the story. So if you ask me what my character wanted at the beginning of the story or what their resolution would be at the beginning of the story, it would be a lot different than what it would be at the end. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I mean, I love this idea of need versus want, because usually a character does want something. And I would say that oftentimes, Maybe they know what they need, but sometimes they don't. But there are other characters in the story, usually characters that are close to them, that often know what they need, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. I agree
1: 100%. <laughs> to dive a little deeper with the resolutions when thinking, what does this character want in the new year? It's also diving into what is driving the character to want that uh, Is this a resolution due to a past failure or a desire for potential growth? Or is this want influenced by other characters? It's asking other questions to understand that resolution a bit more.
0: What do you think your main character's resolution would be?
1: That's a great question. And I think my main character... And,
0: And I understand you have you kind of have more than one main character as well. So pick, maybe just pick your favorite.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna pick one. He wants to feel whole. And I know that's a little abstract and you kind of have to read the book to understand it. But in his mind, his resolution is to feel complete. <laughs> that's very confusing.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's abstract, but it's it still works in my opinion.
1: Yeah. What about yours?
0: I think if you ask my character at the beginning of the story, she would want to just get by and disappear and keep her, you know, keep out of trouble, keep under the radar. Mm. Uh, and just Interesting. like go unnoticed and not be bothered, not get in trouble. She's kind of, I, I have this section where she's kind of like the second best at, at everything but she never tries to be the best because then that attracts attention. Mm, mm -hmm. But then towards the end, I think her resolution would be to be more receptive to responsibility and to be willing to take on responsibility and to try and expand her horizons that way.
1: That's interesting. I mean, it's, it's very interesting because I actually have a similar character flaw. I don't know if this is a flaw, but... I like to be anonymous and there's something about me that doesn't like to have a lot of attention. I like to be under the radar. Um, and so I'm curious, doing a little psychology of myself right now, but why do you feel like your character wants that?
0: I don't know. I, I think she just wants to kind of get by, like she's trying to bide her time until she can be her own person and, and get out and do her own thing and and she's got mean authority figures in her life that she doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want to upset the the flow or get herself in trouble or anything like that. Do you feel like you have mean authority figures?
1: No, I don't have mean authority, authoritative figures in my life. But I think it does come from at times in life where attention kind of had negative effects
0: i think that's also a characteristic of being a kind of heady person um or a head if you will as opposed to a heart or a gut like overthinking thing a talking
1: head while you
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah no exactly fans great, great but yeah i think that's that's kind of like a writer mindset in general, somebody that, well, most writers, I mean, there are certainly showy-ear writers and people that are self-promoting and, you know, have that kind of business uh, mentality about the industry. But I, I think that most writers are, are people that kind of like to sneak under the radar and and not mm-hmm. se- set expectations so high. I don't do you know. think
1: that's a reason why some writers use pseudonym?
0: I do, yeah. I, I think that's probably one of the main reasons. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I mean there's could be a plethora of reasons why writers do it. One of them is, you know, for writers that do a little more like fantasy or whimsical, you know, it's fun to have a more whimsical name and it kind of makes the whole complete package a bit more magical, I would say.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. Or if and you just want to write smut and you don't want, you know, like your friends and family to know that you're writing Fifty Shades of Grey, or what have you?
1: <laughs> you know, we can't be dissing Fifty Shades of Grey. No, <laughs>
0: hey, huge, huge moneymaker, big success.
1: Yeah, huge moneymaker, fantastic success.
0: Wait, hold on. So, D, do you use a, pse- a pseudonym? Is I have I been calling you D when that's not your real name this whole time? You
1: know, I will confess that D is actually not my real name. I am using a pseudonym. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: okay. Yeah, good to know. Yeah.
1: yeah, nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you too.
1: And but, Tim, you're not using a pseudonym. That is your name.
0: Yes, even though I do share the name of a semi Well, not. I don't want to be rude. A successful author that does like pirate fiction. I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: Napoleonic mm-hmm. fiction stuff like that. Um, so you
1: just trash his work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. But he, yeah, hopefully he's not, we're not on the same shelves in the future.
1: (laughs) Yeah. As long as you're in a different section, which, oh, might I add that I was in the bookstore yesterday looking at the quote self-help section, and it's one of the largest retailers in books, Barnes and Nobles, and they actually changed it to self-transformation. So... This is going back a couple of episodes, but it's cool to wow. see. Yeah, it's cool to see that people are kind of removing that negative connotation and making it more positive.
0: Now, did you look at the books in that section? Because it could have just been like werewolf books or something.
1: Actually, yeah, there was a lot of like Wiccan type, like wizardry, wellness, spiritual books, but I like that stuff. So. <laughs> I will cast a spell. (laughs) Well,
0: you started a movement and I'm glad it's catching on.
1: But my friend actually was telling me, I'm curious what you think about this because she was listening to a podcast and we were having this discussion and she was saying that, you know, I think kind of this self-help maybe that in the past has been geared more towards women. But the podcast was saying if this category was more, I guess, tailored to men, it would maybe be under, it would maybe fit under psychology or something else, but because it was, Mm. I know it was, it was an interesting perspective.
0: That's interesting. You know, there's the obviously fragile masculinity is a thing. And I think we're, we're gradually, As a member of the male species, I think we're gradually getting better about self-care and taking care of our mental health and being more well-rounded individuals rather than fitting into this mold Mm. of classic masculinity. Mm. I have a a skincare routine where I have a face wash and a a night lotion and a cream that I do in the day, and so like you know things like that. I think are are that were would have been looked at weirdly even a decade ago is now kind of accepted. I like to yeah. think I'm a, a trendsetter in that regard.
1: Maybe not a trendsetter, but you're a modern man, so I can appreciate that.
0: Something you can think about your character is how they are challenging or different than the ideal man or woman or whatever gender your character is in whatever world they live in. How do they differ from that? What makes them unique? And I think that's a good way to to think about your character.
1: Actually that relates to my character. I'm working on a pretty classic story, but it has a lot of modern themes and it's it's good to relate the resolutions to broader themes of your book. And what messages or lessons are you hoping to convey through the character journey, through the resolutions? It's doing a deep dive into everything that's impacting and influencing the world and your character. And what are you trying to say? And what is your character? And what ways are they trying to grow? So more than just a statement of this is my resolution, it's asking the why.
0: Yeah, and... I, I think it's a it's an opportunity as writers to, as I said, develop fully realized characters. I mean, if you have this man's man, woodsy flannel wearing, cigar chomping character, and he, you know, through the events of the story, kind of warms up to somebody or or opens up, and and you know, a man called Otto goes mm-hmm. from this. Have you read that book, A Man Called Otto?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: He goes from this cranky man to you know, letting love back into his life. And so that I think those kind of changes are always successful. So maybe Otto would yeah. have said, if you asked him in the beginning of the story what his resolution was, he would have said to be left alone, to do my own thing. And then at the end of the story, well, not at the very end, because I think he did at the very end, but like, right b- spoiler <laughs> alert, right before the last chapter, I think he would have said, you know, to, to put myself out there more and to be more of a open human.
1: I love that. There's something about timeline because like where is the character on their character journey when they're making that resolution
0: i think you should be able to pinpoint the exact moment in your story where they would have made that change where in one paragraph they would have still had their old resolution and in the next paragraph or, or in one chapter and they had an old resolution and in the, in the next chapter they would have this new resolution and i think that change should be tangible And you should be able to point to it and say, this is the event or this is the realization that allowed that character to make that change and to to come to that understanding of what they needed versus what they wanted and choosing, Mm. choosing the need.
1: Uh, I love that so much. And just to tie that back to my character, you asked what their resolution was. And I gave this abstract answer to feel whole. That is a complete want. It's not a need. And you know, he will discover that in his journey. And I just love it. I love how we're breaking these things down to help us understand our characters more. And I hope you're doing that too for your characters, because it just adds richness and depth and wonderful (laughs) beauty.
0: I love it happy 2024 everybody let's let's enter this year strong i know it's it's a little late in the month of january already by the time this episode releases but let's make 2024 our year where we prioritize our writing where we grow as writers and as people and let's continue on this journey together
1: yes let's do it thanks everyone
0: thank you happy writing
1: happy writing happy writing